Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ramble. Pretty basic. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome back to Pretty Basic. I am your co-host, Alicia Marie. And I am Remy Cruz. And today we have a very exciting episode. We have Miss Dixie D'Amelio in the house, as well Woo. as Greg Goodfried. Hi guys. Hey. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Incredible um, sets. Amazing. I was excited, but I think Greg's more excited than I am. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. I know this has been a lifelong dream of yours. For real. Not even lying. Now He's you guys the are star. Amazing. He is the star. I mean, cool here. obviously, Dixie needs no introduction. We know who Dixie oh. is. Pop star, TikTok queen, everything of the sort. With Greg, just so you know, we give you credit wherever credit is due. Obviously, mm-hmm. the first episode was pretty much devoted to you. Anytime we go on a podcast and they ask us, what is the origin of Pretty Basic? We give you your credit. Yeah. Uh, Greg is the <laughs> inventor slash idea come, comer-upper of Pretty Basic. Yeah. That was, it was one of my crowning achievements. I, you know, a Webby so Award winning. Yes, we are yeah. a Webby Award winning show. Crowning achievements, yes. She yeah. leaves. She's like, okay, bye. <laughs> Done with this guy. No, I'm thank kidding. You for but yeah, so anytime we've mentioned it on the pod, where people are like, oh, how'd you come up with Pretty Basic, where to get started? Like, we honestly had no idea. And one day at dinner, Greg was like, hey, y'all should have a podcast. Yeah. And here we are, four seasons later. The rest is history. Okay. I was lucky to be, so I would literally go to dinner with you guys. And I would sit there and <clears throat> one of you guys would tell a story, a dating story, usually a friend Remy. story. And climbing the wall. The wall was, one was a good it one. It was Remy telling an amazing story. <laughs> and then it was hype woman Alicia that was like, no way. No, he didn't. You forgot the best part. And I'm like shoveling pasta in my mouth as I listen to this insane story. And yeah, I was driving home and I was like, podcast. Like, what if everybody could be me and be a fly on the wall to your guys' insane conversations? That would be really fun. And here we are. Webby Award winning. There you go. But so you you used to work with us on our team, was our agent, which is why he's here because you came up with this. And now you guys work together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually really excited because I know you do a lot of like solo pods. Have you been on pods before? Here and there. I've done like a couple, but this is definitely like, you know, the biggest and most glamorous I've been on. There's usually these like lame business podcasts (laughs) that my mom watches. I'm excited though because I feel like we have a lot of listeners who are either wanting to get into the space or just want to know more about it so I I just love when people can like learn from podcasts and stuff so I would love to hear from you guys about all of that Mm -hmm. and obviously you worked with us before and now you are president of D'Amelio Enterprises is that what it is yeah we call it D'Amelio Entertainment now yes okay Name changes all the time. (laughs) Last time I heard Enterprise. We're we're all evolving. I was um, a lawyer for like two seconds. And out of that, I started a content company. So No, no. YouTube first. Oh. So I did this thing called Lonely Girl 15. (laughs) Yes, thank um, you. Which was very fun. So for all your listeners, if you're bored, like it's a rabbit hole you can go down. And uh, from there, did a content company. I worked with brands and celebrities and media companies. And then sold that company in like 2012 and became an agent at UTA. And you two were kind of two of my very first clients, um, which was really exciting to, you know, work with brands, licensing, um, kind of figure out strategy around how to take your star power, make it even bigger. And so I did that for about seven years. And then in 2020, um, TikTok was kind of like bubbling up. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, end of 2019. And so I get a phone call out of the blue of like, hey, there's this D'Amelio family. Do you want to take a meeting with them? They were like, you got to fly to New York tomorrow and meet with them. And I'm like, all right, screw it. Jumped on a red eye, sat down with these guys. And I took my, you know, 15 years of experience of, you know, being a lawyer, being a content creator, being an agent and pitched them on this, like, here's what we can do. This is a whole massive thing we can build out together. I'm going to make you a star. 
superstar. <laughs> and, and it was funny. And I felt like good about myself, right? I was yeah. like, okay, this is kind of like, they were a big deal. And yeah. I was like, this, and everybody was trying to sign them. And so fly home the next day and get a phone call from these guys. And they're like, hey, like, we want you to be our agent. And I was like, cool. Like, this is fantastic. I, I must have, you know, done something right. And so a month later, I'm now with the family sitting there. And I was like, so like, just like for my own knowledge and like ego, like, what was it? Like, what was it about me that was different than the other people? And she goes, they brought snacks. (laughs) No. Oh my God. No. That was, that was my big aha moment. She's like, you brought us snacks. All the other people were boring and Charlie and I sat there. Wait, you kept laughing. I was like, I'm waiting to hear Dixie's side to this because this is hilarious. That's why we picked like all of the parts of our team, like my PR person came to our house and brought us like New York bagels and stuff. Like everyone we went with, we went with because they brought us food. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and okay. So, I mean, at the time I was a senior in high school. I don't totally. know. I don't, I've never even heard of an agency. Like I have no clue. I would just, you brought me food. I'm guessing you're cool. So <laughs> that's like where we went with uh, You picked a good team though. You, you, the food. you really, you really Wait, did. What, what, what were the snacks? I think I brought like cookies. We were in New York. So I it definitely was, I brought I think it was like, like a charcuterie board. Yeah. Oh, nice. And, and, and so here's what I said. We did like figure out what each of them like. And so we knew that obviously Charlie likes Dunkin'. We know yes. she likes yeah. a little Starbucks. <laughs> we, know, we knew like the mom was uh, plant-based. And so we brought something for everyone. Did your research. And we did our research. Wow. wow. That is and the so, funniest yeah. story. How, do you guys talk about that ever? That's hilarious. Yeah, she, I mean, she, we go like. Internally, she makes fun of me. Like you think you're all smart food we're like oh this is gonna be a great meeting it is one of these absurd things yes, where the small i things. had it's the small things right so other people i think sat down with her and just like fed all this information went crazy and we brought snacks holy shit that is and, hilarious and so yeah. kind of getting out of true. your own heading and putting yourself into like what are they experiencing what yeah. are they going through as opposed to like what do i know for sure it's a powerful thing yourself yeah. in their oh shoes. Like they're probably exhausted. They're hungry. They just want a snack. Yeah, yeah the we same thing every meeting day. To meeting. Yeah, like, of course. I didn't know what any of this was, but when we got the end of the day and we're at a meeting and there's food, I'm like, okay, this is nice. It just like brings the mood up. <laughs> oh, yeah. what was the family meeting like when you guys all came together after and you were like, I just want the ones who brought snacks. Were your parents like, yes, absolutely. No, we all were kind of on the same Everyone page. Everyone's like, <laughs> that's good. Really. I mean, that's when we were going to LA and go meeting with Snapchat and Instagram and like doing that whole yeah. round of introductions. And it was just so it's all the same. Boring it's kinda. all the same. Because like schmoozing. I'm like, it was just Charlie and I coming and doing all that. My parents would be home like, okay, you need to make it to Snapchat at this time or Instagram at this time. And we're like, we have no clue what we're doing. How, <laughs> like I literally have no idea. I'm going back and forth from LA on the weekend then to school and like, Okay, whatever, and yeah, yeah. It was an insane time for sure, but and and confusing. Like you guys got so much thrown at you at such a short period of time. Yeah, they Charlie and Dixie like the snacks. I would hope Mark and Heidi like <laughs> yeah. a little more the substance. <laughs> of, you know, we're gonna protect your family, and help you build this into a business. But the other big thing I said to them in the beginning was I was like there's a million things you can do. Like you have all the options in the world. The most important thing is what you don't do. Mm. And you don't want to make huge mistakes. Like there's certain companies you don't want to work with. There's contracts you don't want to sign. There's uh, people you don't want to necessarily associate yourself with. And so I think I I took again, a much more like protective role Mm -hmm. of the family in that moment because they literally could have done anything. Also, we never went with the option that was like, we're going to make you a star because I... I don't know. You just know, like you hear horror don't stories. Don't trust that. Yeah. So whenever we'd go into a meeting, I can do this and this and this for you. I'm like, I don't believe that at all. Totally. The the like, uh, you know, uh, under promise, over deliver, mm-hmm. like part of life as well is like super key. Especially if you are going to be somebody's representative, you don't want to make you make one promise that you then early on that you can't deliver. Like you lose all the credibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but and also, no one thought this was going to go anywhere. So when we were in those meetings, they're like, oh well, we could do this. But no one knew. No yeah. one yeah. knew at the time, like, where TikTok would go, no. especially before COVID. I will say, like, other people I was meeting in the TikTok space were like, no, I'm going to be The Rock. And I was like, <laughs> I don't think you're going to be The Rock. Like, have goals, that's good. Yeah, this, like, this TikTok was super cute. Like, you don't strike me as you're going to be on billboards and movies. And these guys were the opposite. They were just like, this could oh. all go away tomorrow. Wow, really I that's why that. that's why you guys are where you're at yeah. now. And it was mom and dad being like, so therefore, number one is we're going to keep the family together. And, and again, yeah. like all these like little micro choices of like, you know, Dixie and Charlie could easily just move to L.A. Yeah. And could have gone and gotten an apartment or could have gone and stayed at some house. And they're like, no, we're going to do this My together. My dad is so smart. Like, I hate to say that, but <laughs> every decision we were like, dad, please, like, we want to just do this. Come yeah. on. He was like, no, you're don't think like, just trust me. You're not doing that. Just wait. 
every decision was right. Yep. Even like from a brand deal, they're like, that company doesn't, it's not a good look. Mm. I'm sure it's like a nice amount of money and mm-hmm. right. And this was like in the beginning, but in the future, if this were to go in another direction, like that's not going to look good working with them. I don't know. No, he was always sure. very smart. About it's always hard when your parents are right. It's I know. Hard. You're like, right. oh, he's going to love that. Clip. They're always <laughs> right. No, I laugh. I say like, if it was just Dixie and Charlie, like I would have been their agent forever and mm-hmm. stayed at UTA. Yeah. But because of Mark and Heidi, I quit my job and went and worked with the family. I remember the first time I heard that they were more of talent and it kind of threw me off because I've really never seen that in the space. But then seeing how they've been with you guys, I think that has been so eye-opening because there are so many kids who just get like screwed over in this industry. And I love that approach that they've done. Like I, I respect it so much. The number one thing for them is the health and happiness of their kids. And there's obviously a laundry list of parents who the number one thing was like revenue and like, Mm -hmm. let's pull us out of something and make us a lot of money without, and being like, the kids will get over it. You know, they'll be fine in five years. Like we have the opposite situation. I'll have, you know, every seven or eight weeks, like I will have a week where it's just like, Hey, like they're exhausted or, you know, so we, we're doing a family trip and like all the stuff you have planned, cancel it. And, you know, it's shitty phone calls for me for yeah. a couple of days. Um, <laughs> but, but, but that's but your job. We've you know, been job. doing that for a long time, right? We all have that. And, and it, it is honestly like a breath of fresh air and amazing to see parents like put their kids first in this insane opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Dixie and Charlie are very entrepreneurial and mm-hmm. they, they want to build this thing. Um, so they buy in, but they have so much room and space to like grow. So, so great. back to when you're in those meetings for the first time and you're just like, who brought snacks, who didn't? <laughs> what advice would you have for yourself now for yourself then who was having those meetings and like didn't know how to speak up or didn't know like your place and everything? I feel like people loved us because we weren't trying to sell ourselves at all. Yeah. Because I was just like, I don't, like this could go either, I'm in co- like I'm about to go to college, I have my whole life planned out, but if this happens, sure, like I don't think I would change anything. I feel like it all went yeah, no. perfectly. That's amazing. You guys are authentically who you are. For sure. Can we talk about music? Yes. Yeah. I would love. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Like no, how was touring? Like that's that ever my dream. Star. Yeah, literally <laughs> my dream growing up. I would like practice in the fucking bedroom with, you know, a yeah. fake mic. Hillary Duff. I like Hillary Duff. Yes. I mean, it feels like forever ago. It's Crazy. so weird because it's obviously so much fun being on stage and doing that. But the weirdest thing is like you go, you have all these people yelling and like, so much going on, lights, loud music, whatever. And then you go and sit in a hotel room by yourself. And it's like, oh. I mean, I think a lot of people talk about how like lonely it gets. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'll be fine. And then by like in the middle of tour, I was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. Cause I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm up, I have so much adrenaline. It's 2 a.m. I can't order food. Like we're in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, I wish I had a friend with me right now. Mm -hmm. So next time I will definitely bring a friend. Yeah. The actual idea of performing is so much fun. It's just the after where I'm like, oh. I mean, the adrenaline. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just exactly. like all the way down I was crashing. super proud of her. It was a crazy yeah. experience. And like, we did two tours recently. So we did Jingle Ball, mm-hmm. which was like nine shows over like 15 days and like the biggest venues in, and so, and on the Hulu show, so season two, the D'Amelio show. Yeah, yeah plug like, it, plug um, it. Yeah, watch it, uh, send in comments. The kind of the first episode is about her playing at the forum. And it, so we're on we're on a Zoom and we get, uh, you know, uh, basically our record labels like, hey, she has an opportunity to go play Jingle Ball. And I'm sitting next to her and I was like, she's never performed anywhere. Like she's done a little stuff in school, but she's not a performing, you know, touring artist at the time. So I was like, Jingle Ball. And I'm like, isn't Jingle Ball like Madison Square Garden, the form? Like, yeah, it's like base basketball <laughs> arenas. Your first performance and ever being at the form. Literally in my mind, in my mind, I'm <laughs> like, oh, she's not going to do it. And then she jumps and she's like, I want to do it. Yes. And they're like, okay, you can pick like Dallas and Minnesota and go do those or whatever. And she's like, I want to do all of them. And I'm like, all of them. So she steps up. So we put her like in two month boot camp of like. Two tra- weeks. Well, we leading up to that, though, we had vocal <laughs> lessons. We had, like, all this experience of, like, practicing. We put you on stage for two weeks every yeah. day, all day. Wow. And then oh basically her second real show ever was at the Forum in front of 20,000 people. And then five days or six days before that show, because it's Jingle Ball, it's all the various artists, we get the set list. And it gets emailed to me, and it's, like, set list for the Forum. And I click open, and it's and I look at her name, and she's number two of, like, the ten people. And I look at number one, and it's BTS. I remember. Remember oh, yeah, this. You That's BTS. you open for BTS. No. And I was like, no, BTS, no, BTS open for her. No, 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 no. Oh my god. Oh my god. I thought it went like backwards. 
Dixie oh played after gosh. BTS, and and I knew, like I'm, I'm, uh, I know the music industry, and yeah. I was like, we're going to be walking in there, and it's going to sound like it's, a hurricane uh-huh. is going on. We experienced that for the first time. I forget what award it was. Show the Billboard was. Music Awards before they were even like before at the th- level that they're at. Now. Yes, and I'd never experienced an auditorium. And this was an award show, not yeah. even a concert. Mm-hmm. Totally, it was a. You know, it's deafening. They would say Ariana Grande, the crowd would scream. Mm-hmm. Justin Bieber, crowd, BTS. Like I, we all were like staring at each other. I was like, "What is this? This is amazing." Okay, so I think that's when they were doing. They had like multiple nights at the Forum, and so all the, uh, most of the people in the audience went to those concert, the BTS concerts before. <laughs> My mom, yes. So. Everyone had like their um, lights that they were holding. Yes, up. like everyone balls. there was a BTS fan, and so I'm I'm going on. I see them walk off, and I go <gasps> on, and I'm like watching everyone like go take their bathroom break, and I'm like, oh. you know what? This is fine. I'm good. It wasn't that like five percent of people. It was packed, and yes, it was no, amazing. Of course, You're hyper aware of that it. stuff. I'm like, of oh my course, god, yeah. everyone's leaving. But it was definitely. This I mean, is, that's how you get the. All right. Another thing you out. learn in life is you are your own worst critic. And yes. You are your own hardest critic. And this is exhibit A. Listen, you guys were tough on yourself early days of like, you know, how's my content and how am I performing with this brand? So I do think, I don't know if you ever escaped that. I'm sure no. you guys, right? I mean, how do you guys Sorry, feel? No. Are you guys still, do you feel you're on your own toughest critic? No, I feel like I just don't really care about anything ever, which is so bad. We're very different. Wouldn't you say so? I'm pretty chill. And how yeah. are you? <laughs> They're not, yeah. Do you feel like you're tough on yourself still? Yeah. I, but I think it's just a personality thing. Like, I don't think it'll, I would think the exact same thing. And then mm-hmm. I would think, oh my God, next time I'm at a concert, I don't want the, per-. like, you never yeah. think from their perspective what it's like, but when you're on stage and people are like talking or, or leaving or something, like, there's no way to not take that personal, but you're not supposed to. Like, mm-hmm. obviously it's just how it is. For you to even guys- go out though. Oh that's, my God, I could never. That's <laughs> seriously, like, I would Literally, never be yeah. able to. So you that's- said you wanted to do all of them. Like, what was your like the process behind that. I mean, I wanted to perform at Madison Square Garden. And it was so much fun. I was the only one, it was me and, um, no, Bozzy. Oh, you and Bozzy. We're the only two that made it through the whole tour without getting COVID. (laughs) Everyone was just like dropping and dropping and dropping. And then they ended up having to cancel the Florida show. We sent like the whole, my whole band and all the dancers home because everyone, if you got, if you tested positive for COVID, you couldn't go home and no one wanted to spend Christmas like in a random place. Oh. So it was just me and my <laughs> guitarist. The night before the show, we did a whole acoustic set that we were just going to go on stage and do. And then Wait, it so ended you sent up getting them home canceled. so they could be with. Yeah. yeah. So they wouldn't get stuck somewhere. The show was like December 18th. And if you test positive there, mandatory 10 day quarantine. Yeah. And so You're you would have screwed. missed Christmas. Oh, and it was, it was, Wait, we I were, love that you we did were, that, though. I love an acoustic set, though. Same it was, was beautiful. I know, I'm sad I never got to do it, but... Oh, because oh, it got canceled. Because it got canceled. Oh. Uh, but, but I'd say the... Well, feel free yeah. to do one here. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see. I would love. That'd be great. Yeah. I, I'll practice guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you can have the tambourine. I, would lo- I can do a triangle. <laughs> How was the Big Time Rush tour, though? That's so fun. I love it the Big Time fun, Rush. It was fun. But it was one of those things, like... I didn't get to hang out with them until the last show. Why? Because so, COVID? Cause it, no, we were just oh. moving so fast. And they were on buses and we were staying in hotels and then sprinter vans. So okay. we would stay the night at the place and then leave in the morning where they would just go right after the show. So we the last night we all hung out. And I was like, oh, I wish you did this because this is so much fun. Yeah. And they're all so sweet. And their fans were pretty nice, which I was scared of because I wasn't sure. Yeah. But... Everyone was really supportive. It was a good time. They have amazing fans, too. I I, I I wasn't, like, super familiar with them. She's a fan from, like, you know, watching the show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Talk about screaming, enthusiastic people. No, it was a great show. She has, obviously, a level of, you know, fame and following in the social media world, but that doesn't immediately translate over into music, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. different things you do, and we were talking about it, and I was like, you build one fan at a time. Like one person shows up at that show and was on the fence or didn't really know Dixie and her music. And by the end of the show, they're like bopping their head and doing it. And like, I became a fan and like, that's what she did. She went out there each night and like won one fan at a time. And I think for people on YouTube, I think for people starting their music career, like you can't, we live in this crazy world where young people are like, I'm going to go viral and overnight I'm going to have a million followers and 10 million views because that's what they learned. Well, but they're trying to be They're trying to them. be that. They're mm-hmm. trying to be like all these things you see. And 20 years ago, a person, if they wanted to be a singer-songwriter, they're going to a coffee shop and they're mm-hmm. setting up a stool and they're sitting with a guitar and they're winning one fan. Yeah. And if you're a comedian, you're going, you're winning one fan. 
And I do think people need to get that back in their head, even on social media, like one fan at a time, one stream at a time. Every time I hear like an artist sold X amount of copies, it always sounds, I think just because of social media, my brain is just a little fucked up now. I'm always like, that's not that much, but really yeah, in the I music industry, it's different. Like a million copies of something. Cause now- oh. It's all confusing and the streaming stuff, they convert streaming stuff into like record sales just to be able to have a formula where Spotify can pay out and Apple can pay out. Yeah. But, and it's all confusing. Playlisting is such a new part of the game now where like, you know, it used to be radio, now it's playlisting, but how many people on the playlisting are just like letting a song play versus like choosing the song? Kind of confusing. <laughs> I always yeah. think when Justin Bieber asks people to stream <laughs> yes, it all yes. night long, like at a really low volume, he's yeah. like, just play it. Literally. But does that like, count? 100% towards... it counts. Oh, it counts. Okay. There's like weird, you put it in a playlist, but you have to put other songs, and then I don't I don't get how it, streaming works. I think it's 30 seconds of the song for mm-hmm. it to count as a stream. Oh. That's crazy. I don't know. But then you have to have like a thousand streams counts as like a sale of a single, like a 99 cent sale on iTunes, which is what it used to be. And even going back to like going into Tower Records and stuff and actually yeah. buying it yeah. has to equate to like a certain volume yeah. of streams. It to makes go, sense it's though, because I mean, it's very confusing. Like when you would buy a CD or an album and you'd listen to like that was is so different than just like hearing a song yeah. once. You pay you so pay how, thirteen dollars yeah. for a CD, uh-huh. and then you'd listen to that song five hundred times. Yeah. yeah. Now we live in this world world that that would be five hundred streams, but does that equate to it's all a little? And those jumpy. are the diehard fans. Like when you yeah. think of like how many times <laughs> I listened to the Hillary Duff Metamorphosis album. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that. I like that idea of thinking back to like how people had to grow organically years yeah. ago versus just. And you guys are music grow. people. Like literally, go to the Wiltern, go to the Ford. Every single night, there's some artist there playing mm-hmm. that isn't post malone right yeah. that is somebody that has this nice core group of people and they might not have a put they might not have put out a song in the last 10 years but it doesn't matter they have their tribe of people that follow oh, them yeah. that's like all and and that's honestly more important than a hot new artist that hits a song on tiktok goes and gets a million followers and you know 100 million streams but doesn't really have a music following when i was signing talent like you guys i would get approached by people who might have had you know 10 million subscribers, 20 million subscribers, but they didn't have that much a connection with them mm-hmm. versus somebody that might've had a million subscribers and gets 300,000 views per video. But all 300,000 of those people will buy their lipstick, will mm-hmm. you know show up at a live event. And I was like, oh, those are the people. Yeah. I think that's like super connected to your audience is more important than the crazy numbers. Well, thank you, uh, Greg. We're going to kick you out because we want to have some girl <laughs> talk right now. Understandable. But um, we really wanted to have you on because obviously you were um, one of the founders of Pretty Basic. Yay. And Truly. now you work with Dixie. So we just thought it'd be fun for hopefully someone learned something. I learned a lot. This. I, I learned too. a lot. I always learn a lot listening to you. Awesome. I'm so proud of you guys. Like this is amazing. Your guys' career is amazing. And kind of how you treat each other, how you treat your fans, how you treat every person I know. <laughs> I am super, super proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank you. We you. tried. Um, Thanks so much. And you too. Thanks. <laughs> giggly. I like how giggly too. Awesome. I know, I Thank it. you. Pretty basic. And we are back with Miss Dixie. Hey. <laughs> so we have some questions that we had everybody on Instagram ask you, and we're going to just ask ask away. I have no idea what the questions are, so this okay. will be fun for all of us. <laughs> Wait, imagine if we did this. <laughs> this question, we're like, did you watch any you watch OG YouTubers? <laughs> Did you really grow up watching any OT YouTubers though? Yes. Have watched your videos. Okay. Um she's a school Alicia fan. They okay. <laughs> Alicia. Did you go to wrote this Girls Night In? Oh no, she didn't. Okay. 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 So I was gonna give you your money back. <laughs> you pull out twenty dollars. You I watched Bethany Moda. Love. Um my life is Ava. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I actually interviewed um, Bethany for something, and I was like, "Yeah, I got all my advice for school from you." And, sh- and like now, putting together now that I'm older, I'm like, "She was homeschooled. Why was I <laughs> literally?" I'm like packing my lunches. How she says, I'm like, "Wait a second. But there, I would wash them and then like clean my room or like. Oh my god! Yeah. No, that's <laughs> no, that's so funny because we had Ava on last week and we were saying how we like unintentionally glamorized like a morning routine for school with like oh, yeah. putting our berries in water and like we didn't do that. No shit. one had lockers for DIY locker decor. Like, oh, how yeah. did we acquire lockers to decorate for the videos? <laughs> um, like, so no one had lockers. Yeah, my mom was a teacher, so I just like went to the school and I was you I had graduated. Lockers? I just no, I just used the lockers. Oh um, yeah. yeah, no, it was all fraud. It but was I all did fraud. um like purchase all those things for my lockers oh, and the mirrors. Did you do any stuff. DIYs? 
I was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, one, horrible. which one worked and which one didn't? I did a DIY chandelier and I lived in a room with like a, you know like the popcorn ceiling mm -hmm. yes. and but I rented so I couldn't like drill it in so I used command strips to hang it for the video and it kept falling and I just had it stay for like maybe a two second clip and I put it in slow mo <laughs> like that was my worst DIY by far. Did you do any that actually worked? I'm. You know, it was a time. I was just. It was a time. But then, like, you guys would do, like, real day in the life or real morning routine. Realistic. And it would be, like, looking all messy and not like. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I believed it all. I ate it all up, really. I, I lived was all alone. <laughs> I, was, I was a fan. Yeah. Well, we apologize for those <laughs> DIYs. Compensation for those, too. We really should. Okay, next question. What made you want to shave your head? What made you want to shave your head? I'm sure you've talked about this. Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to. I was, I just feel like I was getting past the point where I could do it mm. because I've never had really long hair and I was trying to grow it out. But then I'm like, if it gets too long, I'm not going to want to shave it. So let me just do it now. But it grows so fast. It's already grown so well, much. Well, now it's like a pissy it versus like It looks like so good. Like your yeah. bone structure. Yeah. It's so good. It was, that's the weirdest hate I get. And like, I don't care about it because I'm like, guys, it's hair. Yeah. It grows <laughs> back. But I'm like, she's so ugly now. I'm like, guys, so you're going to say I'm pretty again when it grows back? Yeah. In a couple months. Like, it's just so fun. Like, that, that doesn't bother me because I'm like. It, just, it also just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, I just, it's so easy to like getting ready. This took two minutes. No, just, that's uh, what I envy. I know I need that. Obviously. But I didn't re like, I used to have really wavy hair and then bleached my hair, destroyed it, had to cut it really short, which I should have shaved my head then and just done it. <laughs> that would have been a good time to yeah. do it. I was hoping because I had extensions in and I knew my hair was fried, but I thought it was going to be a little shorter and I would have been just let me shave it then. But Glad I did it. I'm probably gonna bleach it. I went, I did it, and then I went to like a depression, and I missed all of Fashion Week. But I had all these plans for it, and Aww. then I'm like, oh, it's growing I out. I was wondering I'm if you were gonna time. do like a debut moment, sort subject. We're not gonna talk about it. It's fine. No, I mean, <laughs> I well, the whole thing I did in New York was cool, and then I was going to go to um, London. That got canceled. So I guess I'll bleach it at some point. But I've even, I've done like one photo shoot with it. So, wow. but it I also changed my face. I feel like it changed my facial features. Cause I never thought I, I had I agree. like- Your cheekbones That's what everyone hopping. says. I'm like, I've never noticed that about myself before. I thought I kind of like have soft, but I also think I learned how to like suck in my cheeks a little bit. Little so I'm pose. like kind of doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> are you even gonna keep it short? Are you gonna keep cutting it? Or are we gonna grow it I out now? I think I'm gonna bleach it, cut it okay. to get all that out and then grow it out. Okay. I love it. But it grows so fast that I think in a couple months I'll yeah, be- Yeah, it'll be a bob real yeah. soon. That's insane. Super I love cute. It. Okay. Next question. What did you want to be growing up? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like that changed every week. Uh -huh. Like I had all these ideas that just became unrealistic. And then when you get to high school, you're like, okay, I need to actually do something. So I was going to go to school for business management. I think mm. it was my major. I don't know. <laughs> they just like picked one on the application. I was like, okay. Um, but probably something with fashion. My dad um, is in the clothing business. So I wanted to, he's like a sales rep for a sports apparel company. So I kind of oh, wanted cool. to do something like that. Yeah. I never really thought about it. I was just kind of going with the flow of life, I guess. Yeah. No, I love that. But that's cool. You get to do Pretty much everything, everything that you've ever wanted. Singer, yeah. social tourist, all that business. Yeah. That's awesome. Advice for someone entering their 20s from someone who is 20 and someone almost 30. I'm the almost 31. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, you too. Um, I mean, I feel like I always say... What helps me is remembering that no one knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because I, love I look at everyone, like they have this all figured out. Also, that no one really cares about you and not in like a yeah. no one cares but no, no one's thinking about it because I always on overthink I'm like oh my gosh this person thinks is thinking about me this person hates me that like whatever knowing that no one or just saying no one cares yeah. no one is going home and thinking oh my gosh Dixie did this that's helped me so much I obviously still struggle with those thoughts of like what are people thinking or whatever but I think I've given it less power the older that I get because I'm just like well I can't change it mm -hmm. but yeah when you actually have the mindset of oh 
Like, like they don't care. No, no one, one gives a fuck. Like, everyone has their own thing. Like no one cares. Yeah. Maybe it'll come up in a gossip between two friends, but whatever. Yeah. No, yeah. No one's like talking in a group chat for the most part. Yeah. Probably no well, one's. if they are, like, it's them. They're that's their own. You thing. don't need them, them in your life. You can't worry about it. I agree with that too. I feel like a big thing for me that I've grown up and realized is that everybody has no idea what they're doing. Like my parents, I feel like I used to be very hard on them, but I'm like, they don't know what they're doing. That's their first time being parents. Yes, yes it's I, weird. Yeah. It's weird when you get <laughs> to that point where you're like, oh, my parents like aren't that much older than me. Or like me, the, or like, their first time in their 50s, just mm-hmm. like it's the first time yes. in our late 20s, almost 30s. Like no one knows. Everyone's just trying to navigate. And I feel like that gives you a little bit more compassion for everybody around you. But it is, it is hard. Yeah. Definitely. Next. Slay. What are you the proudest of with what's come of social media? That's a good question. That's so hard. <laughs> um, it's hard to say what you're proudest of when you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had a lot of really cool experiences, but I don't know. I feel like I'm always just, I could have done better. I could be better, whatever. So it's, I'm never like, oh, I'm so proud of myself that that happened. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I feel like earlier what Greg was saying, that makes so much sense with your personality. But like from the outside, I would be like, oh my God, like, going on tour the forum like that's something I like could, younger me I yes. think younger me looking at it I'd been you performed at Madison Square Garden that's the coolest thing ever mm-hmm. like be proud but now looking at it like oh my god I'm never gonna do that again no yeah. one's, so or you're like I messed this note up yeah. or like but be proud, be proud. <laughs> I think just being like keeping up and being on social media like it's hard watching season one obviously like dealing with mental health publicly mm-hmm. and being so vulnerable like not a lot of people can do no. that you should be very proud of yourself for that yeah I mean I know it doesn't feel like it that. goes back and forth what I feel about it. And I've kind of been talking about it recently. I don't, should we get deep? I don't know. Okay. I cry every week. So <laughs> so, <laughs> you have tissues right there for Alicia if you need them. <laughs> so I recently got diagnosed with this thing called PMDD with premenstrual dysphoric disorder or whatever. And I didn't realize how much that affected me. And in the first season of the show, that was I was in a full PMDD cycle and watching him like, the things I'm saying, no one cares about me. I'm not worth anything. Like that's all the things it does to your mind. And once a month for about two weeks, I go into this dark spiral of like a depression. No one cares about me. I'm doing everything wrong. I hate everything. I'm not proud of myself and cut everyone out. And this is like a lot of people have this, but no one talks about it at all. It's hard to diagnose because first of all, everyone's like, oh, you're a girl, you have PMS. Like you're just in a bad mood it's it changes my whole entire brain and also I snap out of it so quickly so I would be going through this make an emergency therapy appointment next day I'd be fine I'm like actually nothing's wrong so it's so weird because I go so back and forth of talking about mental health because I'm like oh I'm fine and then I go into a spiral of this but I'm definitely still learning about it and want to share more things because no one is talking about it I think a lot of people go through it but it's not just PMS. It's, yeah. I mean, I the way people describe it is different. Also, there's not a ton of research on it yeah. or anything to do really. So I'm still figuring out. When you were diagnosed, was it like a feeling of validation? Like, oh, it all makes sense. But then once it comes, once you find out, you're like, okay, now it opens up all these other doors. Like, what did it feel like when they diagnosed you? I mean, this happened like two weeks ago, yeah. um, not even. So I'm kind of, now that I know I'm just waiting for the next time and it's frustrating and there's some things you can do but you never know what it's because sometimes it's like one day yeah but this last time it was two weeks of really bad and finally I'm like I don't I didn't want to admit that I thought it was my period yeah because it's like oh no one's gonna take that seriously but it is like freeing knowing that other people deal with it but at the same time now it's like I look back and oh, that's why I can't keep a friendship or a relationship stable because I'm so in and out of thinking the whole world is against me and having a normal brain where everything is like, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's frustrating. I'm sure. And just weird. But now that I know and I get to that feeling, I'm like, no, don't go down this hole. Yeah. Like, or I'm going to try my best. Yeah. I don't I don't know how it's going to be. I think that's, I mean, I'm so sorry that you're going through that, but I'm sure it's nice also for everyone around you to now know also. That yeah. helps you. Cause I, I think everyone just thought I was a bitch and I'm like, <laughs> no, I swear. I know this isn't me. I don't know why I'm so angry all the time and yeah. attacking people. Cause I don't like it. That's not what I feel, yeah. but it makes you so 
agitated and irritable, but it's a hormone imbalance. Like, yeah, and especially now that, that my family knows, because I they were like, "What is what is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know why I'm being so mean." Does it get worse with stress? Oh yeah, I think anxiety really affects it, and also a lot of women with ADHD have it. Interesting. From what I've read, but I don't know how that goes hand in hand. I don't know. There's not a lot of studies on it i feel like though because you have such a big platform and you're being so open mm-hmm. it a lot more people are going to know and i'm sure more studies will be held now because yeah i it. mean it's great especially for the people around you to know mm-hmm. and you can let them know um kind of talking to people in my life they're like oh okay well how can i help and that's great um, yeah. i don't think i could have people in my life who aren't going to be understanding about Absolutely. it mm-hmm. and also it's just not fair to anyone but no i'm like doing my apology rounds like yeah I'm sorry <laughs> about that but yeah I didn't I mean I've been going through this for years it's high school I break up with my high school boyfriend once a month and like I everything's just, making sense yeah yeah it's Damn. odd I'm so sorry but I love, <laughs> like I this is so interesting to me because again like I haven't really heard about it either mm-hmm. and I do feel like a lot of people like struggle with that yeah so okay. I hope if someone can watch this and be like oh wait maybe that's what it is because also a lot of people get mis- misdiagnosed with bipolar disorder with it wow. because they'll go during one of the episodes and they're like, yeah, this is bipolar. Like when I was going, I went to a psychiatrist and going through all the questions, they're like, yeah, we just need to rule out some things. I'm like, because it's so on and off, that's yeah. how you know it's not. Yeah. And you just kind of track your cycle with it, I guess. But I it makes me think of all the people who are misdiagnosed and then put on the wrong medication. Mm-hmm. And then all, like that's just a whole cycle of all of that. I feel like you can't fix it and you're just stuck. But I'm just trying to obviously learn with other people. Mm-hmm. But it's good to know. Yeah, it's hard when you can't trust your brain. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard when you can't trust your feelings or your emotions. And um, I like, I journal a lot i'll probably share what i write in it at some point but you can tell when it starts and when it's over because i have hope again but yeah it's so it's so weird i'm glad you journal though because i do think it's so important to get it out somehow even like do you like songwriting i love it i feel like that's just fully i know i'm so happy i've been writing it down because now when i go back i'm like yeah this is the thoughts i was having (laughs) even though i might not feel like that right this second it definitely goes very deep yeah it'll be good oh my god what do i do next your vulnerability is amazing though (laughs) (laughs) pretty basic all right next one how are you able to cope with the amounts of hate you are receiving sorry another downer question i mean again it depends yeah. when it is and yeah. now like knowing that because sometimes I don't care whatever who cares but when I get so emotional and why I'm like taking a relationship off the internet because I was so unstable of my thoughts and feelings I was like I just can't have anything public because I don't know how I'm gonna feel the next day and yeah. now it's just in and out sometimes I, it could be nothing and it's the worst thing I've ever read but then now if I saw something I'm like I don't care yeah who are you yeah see we were the opposite with our careers (laughs) because I feel like because we grew so slowly over time like we would get me I remember like the first few times I got a hate comment it like wrecked me but I feel like you guys were thrown into it so you had like thousands at once where that's something we've never even experienced and TikTok is another level and TikTok oh my god because one thing goes viral and it could be all the comments are going to be hate and you're in a in a loop of just like going through and yeah. oh my gosh this person said this about every single part of me and I don't even look at YouTube comments so I just try not to go into places where I don't I'm like ignorance is bliss oh about gay comments oh, I mean that's, I, that's nice I um years ago I like blacklisted any negative comment you could think on YouTube and I remember like my friends being like, yeah, like, oh my God, I got this hate thing, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> other people. And then it finally hit me because I was like, oh yeah, like I never get hate. And I was like, no, 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 no. I would go to her and I'd be like, oh, I just got like this really mean comment. Like, I just feel like really sad. And she'd be like, people literally don't comment anything about me. And I was like, not but what then, I want to hear right now. But then I went to the review comment section. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I found it. I found it. And I was like, that's got it. Got it. So ignorance is bliss. Yeah. I try so hard to not look at like the restricted messages on Instagram. Yes. Good call. Cause then I look, oh my God, the people are, oh my gosh, I won't even go too much into it. Cause it's just, what? Like how what do, do you, people think that? it's outlandish? It's like, yeah. How did you get to that place to to think to type that to me. Or even about my friends, my 
like my best friend will send me she was like I just got this dm and then I like a DM defending me to her. And then I looked at the person and they're attacking me. I'm like, so who do you like? Because it's obviously <laughs> not just, me or her. I'm bored. not sure. Oh my gosh. You're like, make it make sense. Yeah. Wow. How do you, this is a random question, but like, how do you decide what you're going to share online and what you don't share online? Because you do share so much between the show and all of your channels and things. Like, do you have like a rule for what you do want to share and what you don't in general? Again, everything's different of how I'm thinking of things. Like the mm -hmm. reason took a relationship offline is because it was so I was so unsure of a relationship and we talk about it in the show and it's very obvious that I like once a month I cut everyone off and it's not I'm not going to be like the reason I don't say oh we broke up because we're still talking we just like weren't dating and I don't know like it's so much more complicated. Yeah. It's and not a clean break. We so do. It's all complicated. And people are like, you're lying. You're not being truthful yeah. or honest. And I'm like, yeah, but we don't know what we're 21 years old. How can we, I'm, I don't know. I yeah. can't keep everyone updated. Oh, we broke up today. Oh, we got back together. Like <laughs> it's, it's not, it's weird when the audience feels like, entitled to where they think they know you better than you and you're like yeah i'm I the don't, one in this relationship <laughs> you're, yeah you're also a real person going through a real relationship at the same time which is complicated within itself and i i hate when people are like you're lying about it i'm like no we just are <laughs> going through life and trying to figure it out and now again now that i know that it's not me that is so unsure of yeah. every decision i make it's kind of my brain i yeah. it makes it so much easier and now that i'm able to communicate it to to everyone we're all on the same page and like yeah let's just put less online because then you have to do less backtracking yeah. when sure. you go through those phases yeah so. i respect that that's great to learn I feel about like yourself you're so, so much older so than 21 yeah. like, oh shit so self aware <laughs> okay How's living with Charlie been? <laughs> it's been good. I haven't seen her. I basically only see her on Monday nights with Dancing with the Stars. She's been so busy. She's been killing it. She's so good. The like, Simpsons one? How did she do that with a wig? I know. <laughs> that looked heavy. That too. was crazy. She came home the first night. I was like, my head is so sore from the wig because it was just on so tight. But <sighs> she's so fun to watch and it's so entertaining. And my mom's been doing so good too. So like, well. Guys, I, I think I need to stop going to the show because I had a rash on my whole chest from scratching myself. I was so nervous. Oh but. my God. Oh, I, can't so that, I cannot imagine like if Ashley was doing like dancing with us, like what, or even you. There are long shoot days too. I remember my mom went as like a guest years ago and it, she was gone all day. Yeah. It's a long time for them and for the audience and everybody. It's so stressful. But she's so good and so fun to watch, but they keep putting her last. I'm like, I can't do this. I just need to know her score so I can calm down. But that's so cute. She said, let's get them ratings. <laughs> <laughs> we want the views. I just have to say, I have to stick up for her too. I remember when she got announced, everyone's like, she's a dancer, but she was trained in like technical dance. That is two completely different things. Well, like also, Foxtrot. everyone's like, she's not talented. She's a TikTok dancer. Yeah. And now she's too <laughs> talented. Me, sure. yes. Yes. So she can't like, win. Oh my God. But I didn't I'm, think about that. I, I read the comments and I'm, it takes so much out of me to go after these people who are like no she shouldn't be on the show I'm like she I don't want to start like, <laughs> yeah. like she's she's killing it everyone killing loves watching it. her and also everyone's so good like no one is far behind each other I'm watching people and they're getting so good and also I know nothing about dance so I'm Me. like oh, that was amazing and then they get like a six I'm like oh. That was so wrong. That oh, literally me. You were the one who brought it up to me. You're like, it's there's so many different ways to be trained in dancing and stuff. Oh, so I was yeah. like, oh, that that makes sense to me too. For her to pick up like the quick step in a week, that's unheard of. For all of anybody that's on the show, it's crazy. She's also so hard on herself. So she gets. Um, I hate seeing her stressed out about it, but I'm like, it looks really good to me. <laughs> but I'm. I do say, I saw you stumbled on something. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep her a little grounded. Imagine afterwards you give her tips. You're like, yeah, actually, I was thinking your, like your technique could have been a little better. They gave you an eight. I would have given a seven. Because <laughs> you're being generous. Oh, man. Okay, what are some tips for managing so many projects and passions? I just try to do things I like. And I'm interested in everything, everything I do or hear about. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, let's do that. <laughs> so I really try to not go crazy. I go all or nothing. Mm -hmm. I'll go into phases where I'll be in the studio for weeks and every night or fashion stuff. It kind of just goes in and out where it's all one thing and then all another. Just try my best, I guess. You're doing great, honestly. Know, you're, you're doing great. <laughs> okay. Ooh, are you more like your mom or your dad? 
I'm, I feel like I'm more like my dad in a lot of ways on how we think and how we get things done. I'm really close with both my parents, but when I'm going through something, I that's kind of like work related or stress related, I'll go to my dad because he's logical and will help me talk through it. Where if I need some like emotional, just want to cry and yeah. don't want an answer, I'll go to my mom. <laughs> but honestly, my dad's been getting better at like just listening and like, I don't need you. I don't need any advice. I just want any, yeah. to talk. I feel like I'm very similar to both of them. Both of them. Charlie too. We're both very, we have both of their traits. That's so cute. All right. Was it hard transitioning from social media to music? All happened so quickly. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, yeah. sure, I'll release a song and then... And then it blew up. I was like, <laughs> like, okay, blew up. I don't know how this is supposed to go, but I was just kind of following all the motions of what my team is telling me to do. I've never saw it as a transition because I do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just always had the understanding where people on TikTok follow me for my TikToks, not my music. So I cannot expect a everyone to come over or a lot of people to come over to the music side because that's not why they followed me. Oh my God, so many YouTubers are like, we're gonna do music. And it's like, <laughs> it doesn't work out because of the opposite thinking. It, yeah, like, oh, no, I'm gonna have this many. That's listens. not why they follow you. People follow you for certain things. And that's why, I mean, I even have fans who like, oh, I don't love this song, which I get because I don't love every song or everything someone does like I follow people for a reason yeah and if they completely switch their entire brand to that and people don't like it Mm -hmm. or don't aren't are like that's not why I followed you then you know yeah I don't see it as a transition it's more like just an added thing for some people or new people or some people who already followed me. I feel like this goes back to what you're saying about like not everyone knows what they're doing. Like from the outside in, it looks like there was this huge transition oh, of yeah. you saying, now <laughs> I'm going to do music, everyone. Like, but in reality, it was like, let's just try this, see yeah. if it works. Yeah. There's no major plan behind anything. <laughs> no evil Again, mastermind. but I feel like no. that's why you keep on having success. You're just like, I'm going to try and see. And then it's that natural authenticity that like. Helps. Well, because I've always done music, but I was like, I don't know if I want to get into all that. Like knowing that people don't follow me for that. And I don't want to isolate a whole audience because I switched to do something new. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens a lot of time that I've seen watching people from YouTube or Vine or whatever. They try to do something completely different Mm -hmm. and quit social media. That's your audience. Yes. No one follows you for that. You can't. What are you doing? Absolutely. So you just have to kind of find a balance. I love that because I think so many people kind of turn on the way that they grew or like they, you know, they'll talk down on certain apps that they grew on. No, I'm a TikToker. They, yeah, like, like I know that. But I love that you can acknowledge, no, I came from that. Like yeah. that's Bite my the hand that feeds you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good um, <laughs> perspective. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Who, what inspired you to get into music? So I started singing. I was really young. I did, I was part of like a vocal group in um, Connecticut, probably Taylor Swift had a lot to do. I remember I like was trying to do the vocal lessons and part of the vocal group and learn how to play guitar. And all we were doing was like the Taylor Swift album, Taylor Swift songs, and really loved her. But it was kind of just always a part of my life. I have on my mom's side of the family, um, my uncle's a singer. My dad's side of the family, cousin's a singer. Just kind of, my parents are always playing music. It was always a part of my life. So it was, I don't know. It wasn't like, I want to be like this person. Mm -hmm. Just, I love music. I love singing. And yeah. I love that. It's a music family. You guys are both music family. (laughs) I can't carry a tune. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you can. Especially when you're drunk. (gasps) Thank you. I was hoping you'd say that. Okay. With the fame, can you sometimes get out of touch with reality? I don't, it, from what, uh, I know it's your question, but it doesn't seem like it. But going back to what we were talking about before, sometimes when I'm like, everyone's thinking about me, I need to get out of my head when I'm like, everyone's talking about me. I do say all the time, everyone's so obsessed with me as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I, my humor is so conceited sounding. And there's times where I'm like, I gotta watch what I say because people are not gonna realize I'm being, I'm being hilarious. I'm being hilarious. <laughs> Guys, no, I'm the funniest I'm person the funniest ever. funniest person, everyone loves me. No, that's how Charlie and I talk all the time. We're, we'll go in between from like, 
I'm so stupid. I hate myself too. Everyone's in love with me. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But I do think sometimes, especially when you're getting a lot of hate or going through something, you're like, everyone is thinking that way. Honestly, people don't really care that much to, yeah. they're writing their comment and moving on and forgetting about you. No one is, no one cares about they you. They also like <laughs> don't think you see it. You know, yeah. especially when they talk in third part. Like my cousin took my, my dog took my phone. So <laughs> that's, sorry. oh my God, that's happened a few times where like, if you were like replying to a hate comment and then they'll reply like, sorry, I was, that was my sister. She stole it. And I was like, yeah, right. And also I look at it like, oh, they're probably young and probably mm-hmm. just don't know any better. I mean, I, I try to give everyone grace. And also, if someone is commenting something, they're probably going through something themselves. Yeah. At the beginning, it would really affect me where be like, F you or go after someone. And now I'm like, you know, they probably are need the attention and the responses. So it's just... I don't know. I just try to give everyone grace. Yeah. Have you had this perspective since you initially started social media or has it taken you like a little while to get to this place? Because I've been doing it for 10 years and I'm not even there yet. (laughs) Still, I'm working on it, but you have such a great viewpoint of everything. I definitely go in and out of this feeling Mm -hmm. where it, where again, it really affects me. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah, I, people are probably need help themselves. Again, realizing that no one knows what they're doing yeah. has helped so much in every part of my life. Damn, that's great. I've learned a lot already in this episode. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, is this the last one? I think this is last. What does she see as her legacy? I just thought uh, of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> don't get her started. I don't know. I mean, what do you want to be known as? tiktoker (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i feel like everyone's gonna remember a certain part of you differently especially with how fast social media is now Mm -hmm. people could have watched me a lot in 2020 and sees me as that person and i haven't i could have not been on their for you page since like i think every the perspective on people is so different now because i feel like for you guys your fans who are watching your youtube videos they see like all of those where on TikTok, it's like, oh, if it comes up, no, not many people go to your page to go check out a new video. Yeah. They're just like, see it on the free page and then forget about it until the next time. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I see as my legacy. I feel like, like I just yeah. hope as many good impressions as I can. Yeah. Um, What's the feeling that you want to leave people with? I think just knowing that they witnessed the most beautiful, funniest person <laughs> See, they've hilarious. ever seen and just really humble. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I probably have yeah, that. I'm like, I, I mean, I hope everyone just remembers how beautiful and perfect I am. <laughs> how smooth your head is. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, probably the shaved head. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on Pretty Basic. This was so much fun. Yes, is there anything you want to plug? I know the season two. Yeah, all that. a lot of stuff going on. I'm so bad at plugging things. Um. Okay. Hulu season two. Go watch Dancing with the Stars every Monday. Vote for my mom and sister. Yeah, that's it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, I love it. and your TikTok. Yeah. Oh, go follow TikToker. me on TikTok. Um, <laughs> my Spotify. Um, have the, the have it on repeat. The yeah, <laughs> put it on low. Yeah, really low. Night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on. Thank that's you, Greg. Nice. So nice to see you. <laughs> thank you guys for watching Pretty Basic. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. I love you.